Welcome to episode 97 of The Recovery Show. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Today we're going to talk about gratitude because it is Thanksgiving weekend here in the in the United States, and so it seemed like an appropriate topic, and it's been well over a year since the last time I talked about gratitude. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we at The Recovery Show may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences as they relate to the topic of gratitude. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I will be your host today. Joining me is co-host Wendy. How are you today, Wendy? I'm alive, and I'm going to take gratitude in that fact, and that fact alone. All right. The first segment of today's episode of The Recovery Show will be our discussion of the topic gratitude. Following a short break, we'll talk about our lives and recovery, about how we practice these principles in all our affairs. We'll follow that with your email or voice contributions and some brief news about the podcast before closing. And Wendy, I think you have a reading for us. I do. I found this encouraged to change, and I'd read it before, but it just seemed quite apropos to today's topic. It's from September 20th. Trying to follow a suggestion I heard in Al-Anon meetings, I dutifully wrote lists of things for which I was grateful. I listed such things as my health, my job, food on my table. And when I was finished, I didn't really feel grateful. My mind was still weighted down with all the negative thinking that had resulted from living with alcoholism. But I had made a gesture, and the seed of gratitude was at least planted. I gradually learned to appreciate the small accomplishments of my daily life. Perhaps I was able to avoid a pointless argument by reciting the serenity prayer. Or maybe my sharing helped a newcomer, or I finished something I'd been neglecting. I was beginning to change. I made a point of recognizing those small changes, and my self-esteem grew. The daily application of Al-Anon principles helped me to deepen my sense of gratitude and replace those nagging negative thoughts. Eventually, I was able to go back to my original list and be truly grateful for those things I had taken for granted earlier. Today's reminder, I need to nurture myself with gratitude. Today, I can practice appreciating myself, my world, and my higher power. A lot in there, and I think we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll dive into some of those as, as we go along here. Well, I always start out by sort of looking at this word gratitude and asking, what does that mean to you, gratitude? Hmm. <laughs> Hard uh, question, eh? Yeah, it is, because uh, it's been a really rough week, really, really rough. Um, and at first, when you asked me if I wanted to co-host, I was tempted to say no. And then you said the word gratitude, and that was it. And I thought, no, this is exactly where I need to be. When I'm in my darkest times, gratitude is what is going to get me through those times. And uh, so for me, gratitude is just recognizing the positive, in, in whether it's the positive in a bad situation, positives that have nothing to do with that bad situation, just recognizing anything out there that can be of a positive light that is good for my higher power. Yeah, and actually... Um, was in a meeting yesterday, and we were talking about step 12, um, about spiritual awakening and practicing these principles in all our affairs. And what I thought about was how one of those principles is is gratitude, um, and that, you know, I'm grateful for having the tools um, of the program to work in my life from day to day. And, you know, for years... I had heard people say in meetings that they were grateful for the alcoholics in their life. And that's a, that is still a hard one for me. And what I can say now is that I'm not grateful that my loved one is an alcoholic. But what I am immensely grateful for is that that alcoholism brought me to Al-Anon and, and all of the things that I've learned here. So... I mean, gratitude, I think if you look it up in the dictionary, and I actually did not look it up in the dictionary, which is fine, um, it relates to thankfulness um, and, as you say, an understanding and a recognition and acceptance of the things that are right in life or the way in which 
Um, maybe we're not grateful for hardship, but we're we're we can be grateful for the way in which our hardships have led us to grow um, and led us to to new experiences. And I, I wonder, I'm thinking about the how maybe you see gratitude differently now than you did before you came into a program. Was there is there a difference that yeah, you recognize? There is. Um, before I kind of thought, oh, things are bad. Be grateful, and that somehow negated the bad. Ooh, don't don't dwell on the bad. Look at all the good, and then just scoop the bad under the rug. And I don't look at it that way anymore. <clears throat> kind of like my fourth step, where you want to you want to be present in the moment. You want a real sense of what's true in your life, in life in general. There's bad, there's good, there's both, about you, about your loved ones, about life in general. And and so I, I think I look at it that way now. Um, I look at gratitude, I look at the good things that I'm grateful for. It probably doesn't lessen those things that are really bad right now, but it gives me a truer picture. It lets me it lets me move on. It doesn't mm-hmm. keep me stuck just only thinking about those bad things. It re- makes me realize that there are some good things, too. Those bad things still suck. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but there's some good things, too, and I need to to recognize that there are both in my life, and that's, that's what's going to keep me moving forward. Yeah. Uh, as I was preparing for the show, I you know, Googled attitude of gratitude. Why not, eh? And... I found um, I found a page at the Huffington Post that had links to a whole bunch of articles about gratitude, and I found this one. And I want to talk about uh, parts of it later, but the the beginning just grabbed me. Um, the it's titled "Powerful Lessons in Gratitude," and it starts out as I write this. I'm coming to terms with the death of a good friend of mine who was killed in a tragic accident over the weekend. The last 48 hours have been very difficult. My emotions have been on a roller coaster. However, I realize that even in death, we have the opportunity to celebrate the beauty of life. And that is, you know, that it sort of exemplifies for me one of the ways in which attitude can make a big difference in in the way in which I'm affected by the things that happen. Um, And it's so easy to to say attitude of gratitude, you know, it rhymes and all. Mm-hmm. it's got that little rhythm, bouncy rhythm going to it. Um, but as, as you noted, uh, that actually practicing that, um, there's something real there when we can really practice it that, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this very well. <laughs> uh, thinking, okay, so, so going back to the question I had, you know, how do I see gratitude differently now than before I came to the program? I mean, if I had been in the situation of the the person writing that article, I would have found it very difficult to find any gratitude. I would have just been focused in on how horrible the situation was mm-hmm. and how horrible it was that this person had to die and that how I'm going to miss them and just uh, on and on and on and and you know there's an attitude choice there to some extent. I mean the the pain is there. I'm thinking about back to the uh, the. Pain is optional, but there's pain is how's it go? Pain is not optional, but suffering is. I forget. There's a better way of saying that, but you know, it's the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, the pain is there, um, and I can choose to wallow in the pain. I can choose to wallow in the suffering, or I can choose, um, you know, to to recognize that there is still good in my life. That there are still things that I can be grateful for, and they can be little things. Um, you know, I can be grateful for a sunny day, especially living in Michigan this time of year. <laughs> um, actually, this year at, at all. Um, <laughs> I can be grateful that, um, you know, my dog comes over and sticks his head in my lap and wants to be petted because that can take me out of whatever I'm in my head with and bring me back to the to the moment, um, and I'm just thinking. And you know, we had um, the the sermon at church today was about grace, and in particular about the ways in which um, we can find grace, 
even if we're not sure there's a God. Mm. Um, and she talked about the beauty of nature or, you know, being, I mean, she, she used that phrase, being in the moment, that we can find grace in the moment um, if we're paying attention. Um, we, can, we can find, you know, to be saved from ourselves um, by not getting stuck in ourselves and, and finding gratitude for that. Um, so before I came to Al-Anon, I was like, gratitude, you know, i got to be thankful for something. <laughs> like, you know, something had to be good. And it had to, you know, probably be a big thing. Um, you know, well, I'm grateful we have this wonderful turkey in front of us at this Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and I actually had this sort of resistance to expressing any kind of that out loud. Like if when we would sit down for, for Thanksgiving dinner, I would think, okay, they're going to ask us to go around and say what we're thankful for. I sure hope <laughs> not because, you know, um, and I don't know exactly what, what the issue was with me. It just was somehow, I don't know, it seemed somehow hokey. Um, and I think that was because I didn't really understand about practicing gratitude in, in everyday things. I don't know, how about you? Yeah, <clears throat> a little similar. I had no problem coming up with something, but it was just a rote answer. I didn't believe it. I could spit off, you know, 20 things. Oh, I'm grateful for my family, for this, this, this. Mm-hmm. It was just recitation. It, it it didn't come from the heart. I wasn't expressing a true attitude of gratitude. While I was, I, I truly was grateful for those things, I wasn't feeling that gratefulness at that moment that I just spit the things out that I thought people wanted to hear. Where now, I really try to live a more honest life and only say the things I truly feel. And so... If I'm not grateful for my mother at the moment, God, that's a horrible thing to say. But if I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Um, I might venture up something else that I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, so, so yeah, I try to really feel the gratitude now, not just come. I mean, sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm in such a, a bad state that I have to just throw up something just to get me get me rolling. Let's say just so I don't remain stuck in that, in that bad place. So I just throw up those easy recitation things. But that gets me thinking. And then I really try to come up with things that I'm I truly am grateful for. Even in the darkest situations, I did have uh my best friend's father passed away this morning. And mm. um so yeah, I it, it's hard, you know, to come up with those gratitudes. But some sometimes all I can do is be grateful for my higher power to that I know will get me through this. Be grateful for my program that when it's really bad, I can text somebody or call somebody and they'll help me get through it. And and so, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily make that situation better, but I'm grateful for the, the other things that I have access to now since being in the program that will help me get through it. Yeah, and one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, when we, when we, particularly when we suffer a loss, uh, when somebody dies or goes out of our life for some reason, that, um, and you know, this has certainly happened to me, that I can find, I can find gratitude that that person was part of my life. I can remember um, the ways in which um, that person affected me. The ways in which. Um, you know, we had happiness or joy or, or whatever it was we had together. And, and again, it's an attitude choice, you know, and there's that word choice. Mm. We have choices. We, we learn in Elanon that we have choices and I can choose to be sad that somebody's gone and I can choose to, to stay in that, or I can choose to have gratitude that I did have time with a person that they were in my life. Um, and for me, and in, in my, you know, sort of in my personal beliefs in it, that um, people are not gone as long as we remember them. And so in a, in a, in a real sense, in, in the, in the way I see the world, if I spend time bemoaning the fact that they're gone, I'm making them more gone. Um, and if I, if I can spend some time having gratitude for the things that I had, um, for the things that they brought into, 
you know, my life into other people's life, they're less gone. And, uh, and that's, that's important to me now. And that's one of the ways in which I try to practice an attitude of gratitude. And I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, no. Um, <clears throat> how about you? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not easy at all. I must admit, I, yes, I w- went through just a few days ago. Like I said, it's been a rough week. A few days ago, a loved one of mine relapsed and tried to mm. commit suicide. Jeez. And um, yeah, so I did nothing but wallow all day yesterday. I just couldn't even, I just felt broken. I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And and then I forced myself, knowing that today's thing was on gratitude, I forced myself to kind of read some things on gratitude and start living a life that's that's more real, that's more true, that shows me that, yes, these horrible things happen, but yet I have these good things too. And there's some good things that, that I want to Remember, I don't want to just only think about those bad, horrible things that are going on in my life, mm-hmm. because then I will get stuck and I won't move off that couch. And I need, I deserve to move off that couch and to have a happy life, no matter what bad things happen to me. So, those um those gratitudes really helped and got me here today. So yeah, well, <laughs> I'm glad you're here because this would be a lot harder without you. <laughs> I'm grateful that you're here. Yay. There we go. Um, yeah, and and gratitude for big things, gratitude for things that were, and gratitude for little things. And that, um, again, I, I've I've told this story before, but um, I I remember a time, and it was in the winter, and my loved one had had relapsed and was drinking, and I went to a meeting, and I was talking to a friend before the meeting, and I was kind of moaning about how horrible things were, and you know she's relapsed, and on and on and on. And my friend stopped me and said, "Did anything good happen today?" <laughs> and and this friend is a very direct, straightforward person. You know, just looked me straight in the eye and said, "Did anything good happen today?" Whoa. Well, yeah, actually. You know, it was a beautiful sunny day, mm-hmm. and the snow was all white and sparkly, and I got a massage. And just thinking about those little things, I mean, massage maybe not so little, but it was, you know, <laughs> that I had just pushed out of my head because I was in that dark place, brought me out of it, and totally changed my attitude for the rest of the day, because she had forced me mm. to think about something that I was grateful for. And and that I think that was I think the first time that I really recognized that power mm. that in, that having a, an attitude of gratitude can have for me that if I can really stop refocus re attitude you know um, talked about attitude uh, in, a, in an episode a while ago where a definition of attitude is angle of approach. Like mm. when a plane is landing, mm-hmm. the attitude is the angle at which the plane is approaching the runway. And if I think about attitude as the angle of approach that I take to life, then like it's easier that. for me to see how I can redirect it, how I mm-hmm. can change my attitude. Because like in that case, it was not, um, you know, I didn't consciously say, oh, I want to be happy. What I did was I changed the way in which I looked at the events of the day. And I looked at things that were good instead of focusing on the thing that was bad. And that by itself changed my emotions. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. When you were talking about Huffington Post, I had to laugh because I thought you were going to read the same one I did because I also came up with an article on <laughs> okay. Huffington What'd Post. What did you find? And uh, kind of along those lines, it was um, eight reasons um, why gratitude is so wonderful. And they have been doing some scientific studies on on what, you know, the practice of gratitude can do. Um, and so these, and I'll give you the link. So if you want to put it on the, the website the link, to, yeah. to, to put there. Um, so it can make you happier. The study has shown that um, people who completed a simple gratitude exercise for six months had higher levels of happiness and less depression than the control group. They had um, reduced blood pressure. They, their, um, their heart rate variability. Um, they had better heart health. Um, after uh, practicing these uh, 
gratitude exercises for six months. Um, They had better sleep. Um, It helped them exercise more. Daily gratitude practice appeared to improve um, psychological and emotional well-being among Vietnam veterans with uh, PTSD. Uh, It can help your uh, relationship and even a little bit helps just taking time to count one's blessings just once per week was shown to increase positive emotions, optimisms, and well-being. So, uh, yeah, that's, actually, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> I, I did find that article yeah. uh, my, also. And that last one, uh, even a little bit helps, like just doing it once a week, because sometimes I feel like, um, you know, I, I'm supposed to do all these things. I have to do inventory and prayer and meditation and gratitude mm-hmm. and... And oh my God, it's too much. Uh, how's it? How's it? It's too much. We can't go through with it, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, what an order we can't go through with it is the, <laughs> is the quote out of the big book. And and then it goes on to say, not one of us has has done this with perfection um, or whatever. I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact words. And and so it's really good to have that reminder that even if I can't do it consistently, even. I will never do it perfectly. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta just banish that right. word perfectly from my vocabulary. <laughs> um, that a little bit, even mm-hmm. remembering to do it once a week, can can make a difference. Um, I have experienced improved sleep uh, myself, and I remember the first time that I was having trouble getting to sleep. You know, thoughts were racing through my head and. Probably this is when my loved one was still drinking, so I had that going on, mm-hmm. and, and and it just was not getting to sleep. And so somebody had said, "Try making, try doing a gratitude list. Try making a an alphabetical gratitude list. You know, something starting with A, something starting mm-hmm. with B." And I thought, "Well, what the heck? Can't hurt, right?" Right. And so I tried it, and. I you know I don't remember what what I came up with a is you know I'm grateful for apples because I live in Michigan and there's all kinds of wonderful <laughs> apples in Michigan in the fall it's true um, I don't think I even got halfway through the alphabet before I fell asleep and I had much better sleep that mm. night than I had had in previous nights and so it helped me to get to sleep but it also helped me to sleep better and that was like really. You know, personal experience here. I mean, it's it. It. I just thought, well, this this is worth trying. It can't hurt, and and I really didn't expect that much difference. What I expected was maybe I would get to sleep because I would be distracting myself from mm. all this stuff that was running through my brain. But it did more than that, and it really did more than that. And so, uh, I've tried to use that tool tool again. And sometimes I just can focus on focus on one thing that I'm grateful for. And just kind of sit with that one thing. You know, it's kind of a meditation, but instead of mind trying to make my mind go completely blank, I'm kind of holding this one thing. And and I've used that sometimes, particularly waking up in the middle of the night, because usually I'm waking up from a dream where there's something weird going on in the dream, and that kind of carries over into my half-waking state, and it's kind of like going around in my head. And I, and I can tell myself, no, this is not real, and here's something that is real, and then you know, back to sleep. It's like, wow, amazing. Um, you know, I, I would be really grateful if just practicing gratitude would reduce my blood pressure. That would be cool. <laughs> um, I'm taking pills right now. You know, I'd be good to not have to take those pills. Um, how about you? Have you, uh, have you encountered some of these in your own life? Have you, have you noticed some of these in your own life, I guess, maybe is a way to put it. Um, you know, I don't know that I... I have. I don't know that I, I've I've ever pointed to something as directly, you know, right. that that you did with the the sleep thing. I just know, once again, and I, I will continue to say it. It just helps me from being stuck in the past. I was I would get stuck in all the negativity, and it just it allows me to move forward. It allows me to see my life in a in a truer fashion and see experiences that I'm going through in a, a truer fashion than uh than yeah. I had in the past and it allows me to uh, lead a a better, happier life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I went with my kids a couple days ago to see a movie. Both kids were were here for Thanksgiving. My one my one child is now back to school in Connecticut. Um my other 
my other one lives here in town. And so we went to see a movie. And actually, we had a little bit of a to-do about going to see the movie because we had sort of said the day before, hey, let's go see a movie on Friday. And my one child was like, well, I have something happening in the afternoon. I don't know exactly when. So, and I was like, okay, we can probably work around that. So the day on Friday, I looked up the movie schedule and I said, how about we go to the 4.30 showing? And they were like, I don't think I can do that because I don't know when I'm going to be back from this thing I'm doing with my friend. And I said, well, but if we go later, it costs a lot more. And he's, and he said, well, you know, really, I just want to spend time with you guys. I don't need to go to a movie to spend time with you guys. So I mean, we just do something done. And I mean, there's some gratitude right there. Like mm, my child mm-hmm. wants to, my, my, my adult child wants to spend time with me. I mean, they're <laughs> right. spending a lot of time with their friends too, but, right. um, I thought, well, okay, so we'll just, and this is, this is again, here's, here's one of these attitude things that those of us who were interested in going to see the movie and had time to go see the movie, we were going to go see the movie and then we would get back together and, and have dinner and maybe play cards or something. So as it happened, the thing they were doing with their friend didn't last as long as they thought it was going to. So they went to the movie and we went to see this movie, which is it was a lot of fun. It's kind of a silly movie. It's called Big Hero 6. <gasps> Saw it. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, there's loss and different ways that the people in the movie deal with it. Um, you know, the boy loses his brother and and sort of the movie is is trying to, I don't know, he's trying to, he's trying to deal with the loss of his brother and he's trying to figure out um, and then there's this bad guy, and so they're going after the bad guy, and it turns out the bad guy is doing these things because he lost his daughter, and he's really seeking vengeance against the person who he thinks, you know, caused his daughter to to be lost to die, and and the 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 different ways in which the two characters deal with it, um, and you see the kid, and the kid wants to do the vengeance thing, but then this this. <laughs> balloon robot <laughs> just a <laughs> hilarious character um, says look your brother's still here and this is not what your brother would have wanted and he and he has some video of his of the kid's brother as he was working on the robot and the kid's like oh you know and and he's able to change his attitude and the other guy who's the the, the main bad guy never gets past the vengeance thing and he is like trying to destroy this person and doesn't really care who he hurts in the process. And and to me, it was a really powerful lesson about the way in which we can take ourselves to to some just take ourselves down. Um, and it, and and then it turns out that this guy's daughter isn't really dead. She was just like <laughs> trapped in this other dimension or something, you know, because hey, it's a cartoon movie, and so, <laughs> um, and so she comes back, and he's being hauled off by the police. And you know, there's there's a lesson, kind of not very subtle lesson going on there too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, both of them faced with the exact same situation, that same horrible bad situation, depending on how they reacted to it. Yeah. changed the course of their lives, helped them get through it in, you know, in a good fashion or a bad fashion. And so it really does show how our attitude, you know, to the exact same set of circumstances can can make a huge impact in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And and that I guess those are those are the things that I try to I try to remember. Um so we kind of talked about like finding gratitude for painful occurrences um, <laughs> in a couple of different ways. And I guess, I guess I want to talk about another one um, where um, I had a friendship and the friendship broke up uh, and it was painful for me because I didn't understand why this person said, no, I can't be friends with you anymore. And I spent some time in grief and anger and those, you know, phases of, you know, <laughs> denial, anger, bargaining, right. um, uh, et cetera. And, and, you know, people said things to me that, that like, um, when I was right in the middle of sort of the grief process, somebody talked about in a meeting about almost losing their dog. Um, 
their they their dog had been diagnosed with like fatal bone cancer or something and 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 they went through this couple of weeks of they were going to have to have tests and wasn't sure how it's going to work out but that the person came to peace with it and talked about you know as i talked earlier about remembering the good times that that she'd had with her dog and and so that was like oh yeah you know i can spend some time I can spend all my time being unhappy that this friendship is over, or I can I can remember that it was good, you know, it was a good friendship. It just, um, but then further, and still kind of working through this process of of understanding what it was that caused the friendship to break, and what was my part in that, and so there's inventory, right, mm-hmm. um, and then. If I don't want this to happen again, what can I learn from this? What am I supposed to learn from this about the way in which I relate to uh, people and the way in which I can be harmful to 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 a relationship? And so, I wish the friendship hadn't ended, uh, but I can take from that good, which is that maybe I'll be able to be in a place where this doesn't happen again. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm still working through that one. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out of the, I'm, I'm not in the, okay, I'm, everything's fine, but uh, it really is. And, and I keep hearing this message from various sources that when things happen, I'm not one of these things happen for a reason, people, but I am able to say when something happens, what, what am I meant to learn? Mm. Okay. And maybe that's a different way of saying things happen for a reason, mm-hmm. but, but it's one that, that works better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, as uh, somebody, somebody has said, I don't remember exactly what it was, you know, my God is not a puppeteer. Um, mm. My God doesn't violate the laws of physics. Um, but I do believe that I can, I end up in situations that I, I'm, I'm supposed to learn something mm-hmm. from. And, and if my higher power can help me to understand what I'm supposed to learn from that situation, um, you know, when I listen, let me rephrase that. When I listen, mm. my higher power can help me learn and grow. Uh, and that for me is the essence of step six and seven of becoming ready to have defects removed and humbly asking is, what can because humility and well, I'm going right off of gratitude here, but it's all about the attitude thing, so I'm okay, I think. <laughs> humility is is sometimes defined as um, being teachable. So I can be grateful for the opportunity to learn even if I'm not grateful for the stupid event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, yeah. So what are you grateful for today? I know you've expressed some some gratitudes already, but yeah, I'm um really grateful for my sponsor and my friends in the program that I've been able to lean upon these last few days that I was really struggling. So having those people to I'm really thankful for the the third step prayer. <laughs> the A third step prayer. I've said that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um my higher power. Um for an amazing apple pie I made. Man, that when I was really sad, just having that sweet piece of apple pie made me happy for a few minutes. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was really grateful for my apple pie. And you know, and that's funny because those those are some of the things that we do a gratitude circle at, at one of my meetings. And um and lots of people don't have anything to say. I have something to say every week, and sometimes it's the most silliest thing, but I truly am grateful for those things, so I don't care if they're silly. Like, oh my gosh, my cat has been extra snuggly the last three days. Animals are so aware of when something's going on, right. you know? They're just amazing. So, yeah, just my cat being extra snuggly has just been so wonderful to help me get through what I'm going through, so... Yeah, I, I do. I have gratitudes. It's it's getting me through. And I think I think that's a great example of the gratitudes don't have to be big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be to be grateful for your your cat being snuggly is <laughs> it doesn't you know it's not the the magnitude of the gratitude. It's the fact that that you can just 
turn your mind and and your your spirit in that direction i think is is what helps absolutely it doesn't take away that that my loved one relapsed and tried to kill himself it doesn't yeah. you know that that's a horrible thing that i'm dealing with but yeah. But I can't just stay right there. I yeah. can't just only think about that. And so that cat being there and being snuggly and, and you know, a friend playing cards with me last night and, you know, getting me to laugh for a few minutes, those things get me through, you know. And so I've got – it, it would – it feels rude not to recognize them. It feels rude not to be grateful for those things, those gifts I've been given, yeah. you know, to get me through this. So, I could totally see, though, if I was in a really bad mood, and I think I do this, actually, you know, and my dog comes up and says, hey, hey, want some attention? You know, kind of <laughs> pushing, the head, uh-huh. pushing the head between me and my laptop screen, okay? You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pay attention to me now. I'm like, get out of the way, dog. <laughs> like, you know? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, you know, mm-hmm. he's loving me, right? And I'm pushing it away, right? And that's attitude. Um, and and so I guess I still have a ways to go on this thing, you know. And I know I do. <laughs> um, one of my favorite expressions these days is progress makes pr- uh, no. Practice makes progress. Ooh, I like it. You know, it's not practice makes perfect. <laughs> right. Because I know I'm not going right, to Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, so this lessons, powerful lessons in gratitude column that I will put a link in the show notes, um, one, of the, one of the lessons, if you will, that it lists is gratitude is the greatest way to silence the ego. And I thought, huh. And and she says, one of the great things I learned about gratitude is it empowers you to get out of your own way. We live in a world where everyone is consumed with me, myself, and I. This is not to throw off on anyone because I've done the same thing. However, as I really embraced gratitude as a practice in my life, it forced me to deal with selfishness. I learned it is not always about what I want. And... Gratitude opens the heart and unleashes the true power of love. It silences your ego and destroys the seed of selfishness. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty powerful. Um, you know, talks about losing the me perspective and gaining a we perspective. And that, I mean, I get that in Al-Anon for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that when we come together in a meeting, um, we each come in with our own me perspective and often something magical happens where, as we share, this this we perspective builds up as one person says something and another person is inspired by that to something. And 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 I get this 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 thing happening in my head that is so much bigger than just me. Um, you know, it's like oh, God's coming down and, and talking here in the room. And and if I can feel that, if I can be there and not trying to be in my own thing. Um, I know a friend of mine says, yeah, when I come to a meeting, it's a place where I'm opening myself up to be receptive, to hear the voice of my higher power. Uh, and, uh, and so that, and, and, and what she's saying in this article is that gratitude is one path to getting there, mm. um, which is pretty cool. You know what? I didn't talk about what I'm grateful for today. Oops. What are you grateful for today, Spencer? What am I grateful for today? Well, I'm grateful for my dog. <laughs> um, I am grateful that when I tried to get up this morning to go to the early church service and I lay back down, I fell asleep because I actually needed that extra hour or two of sleep that I was going to deny myself. I'm grateful that my body sort of forced me to take it, and I went to the late service. I still got to go to church, and I'm still doing the podcast, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would I have spent those extra couple of hours doing anyway? So sleep was probably a good thing. I'm grateful for getting sleep. Um, I'm grateful that my kids want to spend time with me, uh, and maybe I'm getting a you know, dysfunctional cross-section of family life being in the program here. There's people, especially around this time of year where we have the holidays and people talking about going home to their dysfunctional family for Thanksgiving dinner or not going home to their dysfunctional family because they, it's just, they don't want to, they don't want to go through that. Or maybe their family doesn't celebrate 
the holidays because they've been so horrible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hearing kids who are estranged from their parents and parents who are estranged from their kids. And I look at my kids and, you know, we've had our issues and I'm sure we will continue to have our issues. Um, but they want to spend time with me. Uh, you know, my, my child who's at school in Connecticut took a 15 hour car ride to, to come here for a week, 15 hours each way. Right. And actually it was much longer because they got stuck in the middle of Pennsylvania when the interstate got closed because it was iced and there was mm. accidents and, and they got off and they thought, well, we'll take the, the back road around where the accidents are and get back on the highway. No, all the roads out of the town where they got off were closed. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they got here eventually. <laughs> it took them a little longer, but that, you know, that they're willing to do that, to, to come spend time with us. Just, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And, um, and I had another one, and it will come to me in just a moment, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, also also dealing with, with my kids, um, and I talked about this in a meeting this week, uh, that uh, this was a great meeting, and the person who did the lead told this story was sort of a physical analogy, physical metaphor for the journey that his son had taken the family through with, with in, in his addiction and path to recovery about being at the grand Canyon and his son falling down to the bottom of the grand Canyon. And they all went down there and then they were trying to climb out and, and, and he realized that he had his path on one side of the Canyon and his son had his path on the other side of the Mm. Canyon, but he kept going back down to the bottom and up the other side to check on his son. (laughs) Mm. And it just was this amazing, like making, making it physical, how we get affected by yeah. by our loved ones, um, uh, you know, getting captured in by addiction, and and I thought about I came in to the program because my loved one fell into the Grand Canyon and et cetera, right? And then later, a few years later, one of my children had a different kind of an issue, you know, and I said, yeah. So then they were like stuck on the top of a mountain, and I had to, you know. Decide, decide how I could help them, and then, and as, and then now, one of my kids is going through something completely different, and it's like they're in the the jungle or something, mm-hmm. and I don't have a map of of the place where they are, but what I do have is an understanding of how to be supportive, no matter what mm. what the map is, um, you know that I can't. I mean, they're not in a they're not in a situation that needs to be fixed, um, but they are in a situation where there's, um, you know, potential for a lot of confusion and a lot of pain. Um, and of course, as a parent, I, I, I anticipate <laughs> that pain coming to my child. Right. Right. Oh my God, it's going to be horrible. Um, and I can't fix it. I can't make the pain not be there. I can't make the confusion not be there. Um, but I do have tools that enable me to be supportive and to, and to understand that even if I don't, even if I don't understand why they're doing the things they're doing, um, to know that I love them and to have that unconditional love that I've learned here. Um, and to, and to know that this is their journey Mm. and I can't change the journey that they've decided to take. Um, and it's again, attitude being, you know, I can, I am grateful that I have learned that other people are not me, that I'm not their higher power, mm. that I don't know what's best for them. And I may not even know what's good for them. Um, and, and I have learned to be there while somebody takes a path that I don't understand. Um, in their life, whether it's continuing to drink um, or whatever it it was, um, there are things I can do, and I'm grateful to be able to see the things that I can do, or to be able to ask my higher power to help me understand what are the things I can change. Um, well, I can change I change myself, okay, um, but but if I'm trying to focus on the things that I can't do. If I'm trying to focus on getting somebody sober, I may totally miss something that I could do to 
mm-hmm. um, you know, make their life a little better mm-hmm. while they're trying to get sober or whatever it is. Um, so those are things that I'm, those are big things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any closing words? Uh, yes. I am grateful for my mom, just in case she hears this. <laughs> it was just an example, mom. I'm very grateful for you. And that comes from the heart. Um, and yeah, I'm grateful for this opportunity to do this podcast today because uh, it, it just seems like in this program when you're asked to serve, uh, that not that this is the program, obviously, but it just seems like the opportunities that have, that avail themselves of me when I'm asked to serve in whatever capacity it's usually for a reason, and I usually feel much better after I do. So I'm very grateful to be here today. All right. Thank you. After a short break, we'll continue with our lives in recovery, where we talk about how recovery works in our daily lives and in our meetings. And the first musical selection that I picked, you can listen to it on the website at therecoveryshow.com slash 97. Uh, we have Christina Aguilera singing Fighter. Oh, my goodness. This couldn't You couldn't have picked a better one. Oh, my goodness. When I saw you picked that, I started to cry. Because you want was, to talk about the song? This yeah, time. obviously okay. I do, because it was exactly what I needed to hear. I was really, everything I was going through, I just felt like I was broken, and I couldn't see how I could move forward. And, and so I saw you had picked that song, and I listened to it, and it said, you know, talking about being grateful even for all the struggles that, you know, this person had put them through and, you know, I'm a survivor and, and, and I'm a fighter and I can get through this. And it just was screaming at me that, and it just resonated so true that it's, I can, I, I am okay. No matter what happens to me, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to get through this. And I've been through things like this before and I've made it through just fine. And I'm probably going to be stronger because of it. So thank you. Thank you for picking this song. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, and I just wanted to quote a little bit from this song. Uh, I think this is actually the first verse. After all that you put me through, you'd think I'd despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you because you've made me that much stronger. The video is a little weird, but it has a sort of (laughs) butterfly metaphor in it where Mm -hmm. she's breaking out of a cocoon and, and, and learning to fly or something. So check it out. In this section of the podcast, we talk about our lives in recovery, what's happening in our meetings and our lives this week. And uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I've talked about a lot of uh, sort of the recovery stuff that happened <laughs> during the week. It's been it's been such a full week for me because of Thanksgiving and my, you know kids being home and talked about meetings. Talked about that that amazing lead at the Wednesday night meeting um, that. Uh, Brought me to you know the the metaphor that Grand Canyon. It brought me to looking at at how we how we react and how we act in in our loved ones' addiction in a very in a new way, as a new perspective, and it was really helpful. Excuse me. And uh, trying to think uh, my other meetings this week. Well, the the Saturday meeting about step twelve. Uh, again, I brought it around to gratitude, partly because I was thinking about I was going to be talking about <laughs> gratitude today, but also because Thanksgiving and. And and there was this interesting. One person brought up this interesting connection because it's November, so we would read uh, the eleventh tradition, and then we were uh, talking about step twelve, which talks about carrying the message. Talk about carrying the message. That's that's the part of it that it was about. The reading talks about you know one of the ways in which we can carry the message is by living our program and being an example of the ways in which our lives have changed as a result of the program and. Combining that with Tradition 11, which talks about a principle of attraction rather than promotion, um, one of the one of the um, people at the table put that together and said, you know, this is really good, mm. these two things mm-hmm. coming in the same meeting. And, uh, and it's true, um, because I know that uh, there was a time when I tried to force my kids to go to Alateen, and they resisted. Um, I bribed them. To go to Alateen. I said, I'll give you $5 for every Alateen meeting you go to. And when they're 12 <laughs> years old, $5, you know, is a fair amount of money, right? <laughs> and I think they went to three. Mm. Okay. So even even that motivation, they could have bought a lot of like Pokemon cards <laughs> for $5, you know, um, which I think is what they were doing at age 12. And, uh, and so, you know, that promotion didn't work. Mm. Um, 
and one of my children has come to some meetings when there was something going on in their life that they recognized that they could benefit from it. Um, and the other one is still resisting. And I don't know if me trying to push them into, into meetings at age 12 is, is, has anything to do with the res- resistance, but you know, every now and then the topic comes up and I say, you know, there is help available. Um, and this, this child actually advised a, a housemate that he might want to go to Al-Anon because of the issues he was having dealing with the other people in the house who like drank too much or whatever, drinking and drugging in the house. And, and, and they told me, my, my, my kid told me, yeah, I know I'm being a hypocrite here <laughs> <laughs> telling people to go and not wanting to go myself. I said, hey, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm glad you know it's there and I'm glad that, that you see that it can be of benefit. And, um, you know, if you ever want it for yourself, you know where it is. And, and that was all I could really say. Uh, for that. Um, yeah, so kids came home um, and uh, spent spent a fair amount of time with them. I don't see, even the one who lives in town, I don't see as often because mm. they've got their own place and uh, their own life. And, um, you know, I see them at least once a week because we go to church together. Uh, but maybe that's it. And that's, it, it, it's weird because it didn't feel weird when they were off at school and I didn't see them. But if they're living in town and I don't see them, that feels like something a little mm. wrong. Like, wow, it's been a whole week. I haven't seen <laughs> my kid. What? <laughs> but it's, you know, it's change. And and at the same time, I enjoy a quiet house. Mm. I enjoy food not magically disappearing out of the refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, there's all these things that I can be grateful for that they're gone. <laughs> but I can also be grateful when they, when they come home. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's, that's my week. Uh, what I didn't already talk about. How much your week? Uh, yeah. Also talked about tradition 11. Um, and it's funny each, you know, I, I've heard that passage from the, the tan book, you know, right. th- three times I've been in the program three years. And, uh, so, uh, Every time I get something completely different out of it, it just amazes me. Or even even these daily readings, you know, and the courage yeah. to change. You, know, you will have read it a bunch of times, and each time you just pick up just a little different nuance about the thing. And um, the thing that really kind of struck me in regards to that um, was we were one of the things it talks about in there is um, anonymity mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm-hmm. I had never had a problem with my own anonymity. Thankfully, I'd never feared for, you know, my safety or anything mm-hmm. saying I was, you know, going to Al-Anon. But, but it, what it really did bring home to me is that, that I, I need to safeguard the anonymity of my loved ones, um, you know, my qualifier. And I don't know that I do that as well as I should. And, and uh, so it just... It got me thinking about that and the and the ways that I I want that I want to do that going forward. Um because, you know, their story isn't my story. I have the right to tell my story however I want, but I don't know that I have the right to tell their story. And so um yeah, so it just it was just a new awareness for me that um that that I do want to, you know, safeguard their their anonymity a little more than I than I do. Um and then, oh my gosh, yeah. So not many meetings, but a whole lot of program. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was talking to my sponsor and and texting with program friends and and doing a lot of reading, a lot of praying. Um, yeah, that somebody brought up um, the the same thing of of gratitude and ego and um, getting out of your own way. And so that's what led me to saying the uh, the third step uh, AA prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, just to because I was really having a hard time letting go of um, anger and sadness, and I, I couldn't I couldn't get at compassion because I I was um, just stuck in anger and sadness so that I couldn't and I couldn't get to compassion and so just saying that third step prayer really really helped me access that um, so yeah a, a whole lot of program and hardly any meetings so uh, yeah I, I gladly will. Um, Here is the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. 
Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And yeah, that some a, a program friend suggested that to me, and it was it was powerful. And those yeah. words really, really helped me get through this week. Uh, so yeah, so a, a whole lot of program and not enough meetings, but hopefully uh, I'll be able to rectify that this week. <laughs> All right. Upcoming topics include Tradition 12, which says anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles above personality. Also working on a couple of other topics, such as caretaking and possibly uh, families with small children in an alcoholic home. Uh, we're going to do that one at some point. I'm going to get the people together to do it. We welcome your thoughts. You can join the conversation if you have something to contribute to any of those topics. Please leave us a voicemail or send us an email with your feedback or questions. Wendy, how can people send us feedback? Well, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 734-707-8795. You can also use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer. Or if you prefer not to use your voice, you can send us an email at feedback at com. And we'd love to hear from you, so please share your experience, strength, and hope, or any questions you have about today's topic of gratitude, or any of our upcoming topics, or heck, any topic that you'd like us to talk about in the future. Just let us know. All right. And uh, you can get all the information you need about The Recovery Show at our website, which is therecoveryshow.com. We have uh, notes for each episode, including uh, links to the music that we talked about, and Occasional meditations on the blog, links to other recovery podcasts and websites as well. And uh, there's lots of ways to contribute. You can send email, you can leave comments on the website, uh, suggest topics. Uh, you know, last week's topic of isolation was suggested by one of uh, one of you, and I picked it right up and ran with it <laughs> because I'm I'm always, you know, I'd rather go on a topic that I know somebody wants to hear than one I'm just picking because I'm like, oh, that looks like a good thing to talk about. Um, you know, gratitude, obviously. Inspired by Thanksgiving. So, uh, anyway, uh, if you'd really like to join the conversation, consider being a guest host uh, by phone or other electronic connection. Email feedback at com if you're interested. So, uh, we didn't get a whole lot of feedback this week. I guess people are on vacation or something. I had a brief email from Julie uh, talking about the isolation episode, uh, said it was a great episode. And then she said something like, well, they're all great, really. <laughs> um, but apparently that one particularly uh, per- particularly struck home, I guess. Um, I enjoyed doing it. And uh, it's a great example of a uh, uh, listener suggestion. And actually, um, one, of, uh, one of our listeners uh, joining in uh, as a guest host uh, for the first time. So it was a it was good, good experience and a good, good episode, I thought, too. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to The Recovery Show, but we do have expenses. They run about $60 a month, and you can help to support us and keep us on the web and in your ear in a couple of ways. You can use the donation button on the website to support us directly, and uh, you can also uh, buy things from Amazon, if, at least if you're living in the U.S. We have what they call an affiliate link. It's on uh, every page on the website. It's, uh, it says buy just uh, donate by shopping, and I think right now there's a Black Friday. Um, there is it's Cyber like, Week, so get some you know great deals, and you know we get a little kickback at, at the same time. Yep, so yep. win win. Um, if you're outside the U.S., I think that Amazon link doesn't work, and that's fine um, because you know you can support us in many different ways uh, by listening, uh, tell your friends, and uh, we are here for you. And the uh, the last song selection that I chose is. That's Sam Cooke. Uh, it's called I'm So Glad, and it's one of the many songs who seem to be titled I'm So Glad, but it's... it's uh... Anyway, some of the lyrics here. You know I'm so glad I know the trouble don't last always. Oh, I'm so glad I know trouble don't last always. Lord, I'm so glad, Lord. I know that trouble don't last always now. So go listen to that. It's a great, just sort of a hymn of thanksgiving and, and gratitude. Thank you for listening, and please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them, too. If we did not talk about a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. Understanding love and peace growing you one day at a time. 